episode 106 of All About Fitness. This episode's introduction is going to be kind of brief because I just want to get into the meat of this discussion today. A number of years ago, I worked for a health club company that produced a series of commercials. One of the commercials was showing a baby on a bench press doing reps with a barbell. Now, obviously, they didn't use a real baby. The point of the commercial was that no one is born knowing how to exercise. So by joining a health club and working with a personal trainer, you can learn the right way to exercise for yourself. When fitness first started getting popular in the late 70s and early 1980s, we used to have something called, we used to have an invention called a videotape. If you're under the age of 30, you probably don't know what this is, but for some of my listeners, you probably are fully aware of what a videotape is. But in the 80s, one of the most popular ways to exercise was not only going to a health club, but by exercising from the comfort of your own home, watching a videotape. People would buy videotapes and pop them in, playing them repeatedly while doing the workout and being able to sweat in the comfort of their home. Over the course of many years, we've evolved. You know, nowadays, we have a wide variety of, of exercise options. People can join gyms, people can join studios, they can work out in a number of different places. But it's interesting to note, some of those early fitness stars are still very popular and still very relevant in today's fitness industry. When you take a look around, you can see people who have evolved and grown as this industry has matured. And that's who the, today's guest is. This is a woman who I had heard about. I had seen her videos. I think my mother even owned a couple of her videos. We both ended up living in the same area. And it's funny because my, my wife had bumped into her. And my wife's like, guess who's living here? And, and I honestly sort of recognized the name, but didn't really know it. I reached out to her and said, hey, let's, let's have a little conversation because you are one of the early pioneers of video fitness. On this episode of All About Fitness, it really is a lot of fun to have a discussion with Tammy Lee Webb. Tammy Lee was one of the first real big video fitness stars. She had buns of steel. She had a number of different videos, and she was wildly popular. And people looked to her you know, as a source of inspiration and motivation. In our conversation today, you'll hear how Tammy Lee got her start. She's actually a farm girl. She grew up you know, just moving, exercising all the time, and studied fitness before people realized you could make a career doing it. This is truly a fascinating conversation with one of the real icons and legends of our sport. So without further ado, after a brief word from the sponsor of All About Fitness, it's my conversation with Tammy Lee Webb, video star of Buns of Steel. What is part bench, part balance trainer, part stability ball, part jump box, and all results? The TerraCore by Vicor Fitness. Specially designed to help enhance balance, strength, agility, and metabolic conditioning, the TerraCore is quickly becoming the go-to piece of workout equipment used by fitness professionals around the world. Whether you're training to earn that eight-figure contract or just trying to get in better shape, the TerraCore will help you achieve results you never thought possible. TerraCore by Vicor Fitness, the shape of things to come. Go to www. V-I-C-O-R-E fitness.com and use code AAF that's all about fitness AAF to save 20% on the purchase of a tariff and that is really my market my market is I, I'm not going for the young ones that are out there doing the things that they're doing and, and not putting it down I I still have a following and my followers are of my age. So I'll be 60 this year. And um, I still, I have women that will say, 
my daughters worked out are now working out with me with this. And some of these videos, my workouts are 25 plus years old and they're, they're still purchasing them. They still want those workouts because they'll say, when I was in the best shape of my life, I was doing da, 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 da. And that's what people remember. So the exercises don't get old. It's the production and the hairstyle and the leotards that are really old. So don't hold that against me. <laughs> and I state that in Design Your Fit Plans that, you know, some of these these clips are going to be grainy. Some of them are, are not as clear as what today's technology can offer us, but you still can follow it. You, you'll still get the exercise, and it's the exercise that is still going to work for you. I'm Pete McCall with All About Fitness, and today I'm speaking with Tammy Lee Webb, one of the original one. It's so much fun to speak with you, Tammy Lee, because you are, I don't want to use the term OG, which is original gangster, but you really are <laughs> one of the luminaries in our industry who really put fitness on the map. Can you give us a little bit of background about what you do and kind of what you're doing now? Yeah, well, obviously I'm in the fitness business, and I um, probably my first very first video was back in uh, the late '80s, and I'm known for my brand Buns of Steel. But the video that I did first was I'm not sure if you remember Dr. Art Eulene. He used to be the the doctor on the Today Show, and um, I was just getting re- ready to release my book, The Original Rubber Band Workout. And he came to me, and we did a, a video called Balanced Fitness for ACOG. And then we did one called Body Band with the rubber band stuff. Those were my first two workout videos, VHS, back in those days. And then before I, I, I moved on to Buns of Steel. But my background is I have a master's degree in exercise science, which today they call kinesiology from Chico State. And um, I just... I just fell in love with helping others feel good in their own bodies. It it had nothing to do with, I want to be a star. It was, how can I help others? I love helping others where no matter in what degree it is, but growing up in Northern California on a farm and brothers and my dad was a, an athlete, um, fitness was just a part of our lifestyle. So it was kind of, natural to go into that but remember back in those days as you said i am one of those old gangsters is that they didn't offer um exercise science or it was basically physical education so i did my undergrad in physical education and about that time my professor came to me and said hey we're going to be opening up this whole new um department of exercise science and um and and aerobic dance had just you know all these little studios had just popped up and and so i thought well okay i'll stay and i'll continue on and and get my exercise science degree and see where that takes me well i think it's interesting that that you grew up on a farm because there's been a trend in the last couple of years about being farm strong about you know <laughs> like that farmers have real strength because they're always moving how yeah. did that, I mean, how did that influence you to, to make exercise a career? Well, I, I'm not sure that the farm itself, although the things that I remember and loved about the farm is I love being outside in nature and the big redwood forest. And, like, I'd jump on my horse and I'd, I'd go around. We had about, I don't know, 20 acres, and, and I'd make up 
things in each little areas of the acres and this was this or this was that, but getting on and off of my horse, I mean, you got to have strength to do that. Um, you know, rounding up the cattle and, and feeding the chickens and scooping out. I mean, it's a, it's a physical work. It's not one that <laughs> is for the week for any, any means, but, um, I think it just gave me a really good foundation and in, in having a healthier lifestyle. Uh, although my father passed away when he was 37 and I was 14 and that was really um, devastating to me because I was extremely close to my dad and he had a heart d- disease and it, he had a hole in his heart. And so the blood couldn't, you know, keep up with the in- input and the output and, and it, to me, it was, I, I was always worried that I, I got to stay fit. And although he was fit, it was just a defect. And um, so fitness was, it was one of those things that, that was a priority in my life. And I, I wanted to help others that were interested in being better or feeling better about themselves. Well, and let's go back. Because you said you, you graduated from Chico State in the 80s. And, and I graduated high school in 1990, and that's what really – and so just to kind of relate to you for a second here, um, I originally – I would have gone to school. If I had known I could have made a career in fitness, Tammy Lee, I would have gone to school for kinesiology or exercise science. But you said it so well. The conundrum was it, you, you, if you went to – did that, you either became a physical therapist or a yeah. PE teacher, not right. a lot of which, you know, appealed to me in 1990. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like something I got into, you know, maybe eight, ten years later. But, so what did you do major major in? Uh, government economics. I actually worked on Capitol Hill for a little while before I got into Wow. I That's in the awesome. I grew up in the D.C. area, and, and um, no, it, it was fun and exposed to that. And, and actually, I worked on, ironically enough, I worked on a, um, a campaign with the bicycle industry to make uh, to get more money for bike trails and, and bike lane funding and all that. Something we're wow. doing here in San Diego. But that was before I even got into fitness, so I've, I've been around the policy side of it for a little while. But to get back to, so when you first got started in exercise, were you teaching in studios, or did you go directly into to making videos? How did that transition, or how did that evolution work? Well, I had started teaching aerobic dance, we called it back then, <laughs> um, in, gosh, what was it, like, I want to say, oh, boy, late 70s. Early, early 80s, late 70s. And, um, that, it, they were just popping up then. And then I also got into women's bodybuilding. And that's what I did my master's, my thesis on was women's bodybuilding. Wow. But, yeah, it was. What was that? What did you do on your thesis? How, how that, what did that look like? So, what we were, what, I was trying to figure out is, you know, back in those days, they would say, oh, don't lift weights. You know, you're going to turn into a man. <laughs> you were, you know, women, you didn't want to lift heavy weights because you're afraid of big, bulky muscles. Well, I was probably one of the first women that went into the gym at Chico State where, the, first of all, the men, when I first went in, were not very happy, but then they became my buddies and they helped me and they saw what I was doing. And so what I wanted to find out is how does the body change for us women when we we start working out with heavy weights? And there was no increase in testosterone. There was no, we still remain the same. And if our body fat got down, you know, to a certain level, usually it's below a 12% 
is then the menstrual will stop. So there's there's all these different things that will happen, but by no means is a woman's body going to convert to a man's because we don't have the testosterone unless you're putting that into your body, which is one of the reasons I got out of women's bodybuilding because I saw it changing. Back in the days, it was it was all natural. And then it turned into women were really trying to put on size and bulk, and that is not what I was going for. And today, they have all different categories of women's physiques. Yeah, and that's one thing I was going to mention. I think uh, I was speaking with somebody about two years ago who's been a judge at various levels who was saying that they're trying to, they're trying to shift back to kind of a natural physique. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing is, Tammy Lee, I mean, and now there's such a trend for women to strength train. But when you started doing this, I mean, we have to acknowledge this, and I think you've seen this evolution too, that professional athletes didn't even weight train. Because it wasn't until like no. the late 80s or early 90s when professional athletes would start training year-round. Because am I correct that in the 1970s they thought that strength training would slow athletes down? Yeah, it was, um, you know, one of the courses that I remember taking was the psychology of athletes. And although this was, yeah, you only trained for your sport during your season. And, and, you know, obviously that has changed, but I was so impressed with, I wanted to learn the psychology of all this, which I believe is a part of what it is today. Like we think that getting fit and being in shape is all about exercise and nutrition. It's so much more than that. It's way more than that. That, that might be the bulk of what people put into it, but your, your thought your mind, your words, and your environment is going to affect what you're trying to achieve. So if you are living in and going out and, and exercising every day, probably over-exercising, and being really diligent about your nutrition and what you're putting into your body, but you are being negative in your thoughts, in your, in your words, in your mind, as well as living you're in an environment where you're exposed to things that are actually putting toxins into your body. You're just, it's kind of a double, a double as sword. You've got to be able to have more, more internal as well as external. So I think at the beginning, I was, I was going to say, when people ask me what, what my thought about fitness is, is my, my statement, mission statement has always been this. Fitness, health starts from the inside out. It's about all of your internal organs. But we don't walk around looking at that. So I don't, when I see you, I don't see, wow, Pete, look how great your liver looks. Look at those strong, you know, blood vessels. There's no clogging there. We don't see any of that. That's all internal. So when someone says, like, to be fit or to look fit, they're very different things. Because you can look pretty fit, but you are probably not very fit and healthy on the inside. Correct? That, you know. I mean, we we know people like that. Well, totally. And you basically highlight the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast, Tammy Lee, is that, you know, in my point of in my point of view and from my perspective, fitness is more about ability and having the freedom to do what you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and so, and that, that coincides nicely with that. 
Because you're right, nobody walks into the gym going, all right, today's capillary day. I'm going to work on my capillaries. And they're not going, you know, today's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, today's my, you know, like you said, liver day. But that is a whole thing. So what yeah. do you think? Because this is, it's so interesting to hear you say this, because I think a lot of us that have been in this industry um, for a while have made this kind of evolution. Why do you think that is? What do you think happens that gets us thinking differently about how we approach fitness? Well, I think that comes with with aging. <laughs> I don't I don't know about you, but the way that I saw things earlier on, I loved learning about the body and how it operated because that's how I kind of put my whole exercise routines together, whether it's for myself or others or on my videos, is I kind of had I, I knew what was happening internally with the body. But as we get older, like if I can look at today versus back then, the things that I wish I would have done di- different is I, not worrying so much about trying to be perfect. Because even when I was in really good shape, like as I'm editing all these videos for Design Your Fit Plans, I'm looking at myself going, oh my gosh, I remember getting ready for this production and thinking that I still needed to drop some fat. And and I didn't because you don't realize it's it's as good as it is right now. Because if you're trying harder, it 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 isn't about being perfect. It's about it's about how we're feeling and not what other people are putting on us. And when we're young, I think that's what we look at. We always think about what other people are thinking about us. As we get older, that I don't care what anybody else thinks about me in terms of the way that I should look or feel. Now, that's a lot to be said for somebody that's supposed to be a leader in the industry because I it took me a while to get over that. I'm supposed to look a certain way because I am this supposedly fitness person. Well, if you look through all my videos and, and today, right now, I am probably 15 pounds over my ideal weight. Now, there's a reason for it, too, which I'll get into in a little bit. But but how we different today and versus then is that as we age, our bodies still need to move. We still need to work out. But... We're going to do it a little bit different each time. As we get older, I'm like today, I, I'm still teaching, but I'm not doing all the, the high impact, the jumping, the stuff that is just pounding of my body that I just can't take it anymore. But I'm still moving and I'm still exercising. But and I think that's I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, and that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to put this information out there is because as we get older, I, I get these emails from, from friends of mine, guys I maybe played rugby with or guys I went to college with, and it's like, how do I get back in shape? And, and my first response, well, don't let yourself get out of shape. But then number two right. is, is, is setting realistic expectations about, you know, what's more important to you? Is it appearance or is it just feeling yes. good in your skin? Yes. Because I think you, you hit the nail on the head where yeah. one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest things I've realized in my 40s is, I frankly don't give an F about what other pe- people think or care. Yes. You know, the only reason why I'll pay attention to stuff is I do get up and I'm a public speaker and, and I carry right. a couple extra pounds and, and I don't care. I've never been, I've never been lean. You know, I've never yeah. been one of these lean guys. I just always focus on ability and focus on performance. And we're starting to see that a little bit. Have you been paying attention to the body positivity movement and, and what's your reaction to that? Um, you know, unless I, I, 
unless this is a, something that is people are following, or is this in general you're just saying positive? Well, in, in general, I think on social media, and that, that, I didn't explain that. That wasn't a good question. But on social media, you're starting to see a lot more women come out, younger women kind of coming out and saying, you know, I'm a little bit bigger. I don't care. You know, I've recently interviewed um, a woman named Louise Green who is, you know, she's a Canadian. And, you know, it's like her, you know, her, I'm going to mess up the title of her book, but it's like Big Girl, Fit Girl. And then I'm going to find uh -huh. the title right here. But it's where she's a little bit bigger. She doesn't, you know, she owns it. And it's all about Right. Her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now about, I know what you're asking. Yeah. yeah so no. About, yeah, being strong and being strong. I love that. I love that because, you know, one, I think, and this is, again, when there is something to be said about getting older and being wiser. Hopefully we're wiser. But when somebody thinks if they're so insecure about their bodies and trying to get to be or to look a way that society is trying to tell us that we're supposed to look or somebody else wants us to look, that is not sexy. The sexiest thing I think about a woman is when they have confidence in themselves. They're owning it because that's what I was saying. Are, are you trying to be fit or look fit? And and that's what anybody that, like, if she's owning that, she's owning it. She's, I'm not going to live into trying to fit in your box, in your world, of the, that this is what the image should look like. I am fit. I know I'm fit. So when you say, oh, I'm a couple pounds overweight, of course, nobody else sees that probably but yourself. But and, it, and the same with me. For me, this is a lot for me. But I know that I'm still healthy. I know that I'm fit. Uh, it's just where I'm at and what I'm going through. And that's another thing. A lot of people don't understand what other people might be going through. If you're judging others by looking at them and going, oh, wow didn't she put on weight or he look at him. He's got a beer belly. Now you never know what personally is going on in a person's life. So this is this. So now I'm going to tell you what has happened to me in the past year. So probably when you guys saw me in Equinox, I had just started teaching at Equinox. Um, and I think it didn't they open like in, in the beginning of 16, I believe it was. It was like and, that. Yeah. And so that year in 2016, um, in November, I had an accident. I, I fell off a stool I should not have been on and broke my ankle so bad that I, it has now it has a plate in it and pens. So I had to stop teaching. And I was in a boot and a scooter up until the middle of January of 2017. So now I'm not teaching and, and I, I, you know, just getting around on a scooter <laughs> is, is my pretty much my form of exercise other than I could get on the floor. I could do upper body stuff and, but my, my whole life changed and getting back into just getting strength of my ankle took a while. I mean, just walking was, was a chore. Then I found out in June, I had cancer. I had uterus cancer. Oh, so I then had surgery and everything's great. I'm, I'm good. I'm clear. I'm healthy. But nobody tells you when you have a full hysterectomy that you'll be slammed into menopause <laughs> and you will have no control of your body. 
And these are things that I used to lecture on, Pete. Like I used to talk, a lot of women would say, oh, I'm going to perimenopausal. What do I do? And uh, there's an author that I just love. She's been around forever, and it's called Outsmarting the Midlife Fat Cell by Deborah Waterhouse. And I thought she explained it so well. And now here I am thrown into menopause, and when I always say that your hormones are the CEOs of your body. If they are not balanced, it's going to be really difficult to get your body where you want it to be. So that's where I am. And I'm in the eye of the storm, and I'm doing everything that I know is right for my body, but I don't have the control over it right now because I don't have the hormones to support me. But I know I'm going to get through it. I know that my body's going to change again. So what do I do? Am I just going to hide out until I get to what I think is the right body weight because I'm supposed to be this fitness icon that's supposed to look a certain way? No. I want people to know, here's my story. And I, too, am not going to be always the way that I was 20 years ago. Things are going to happen and change. But one thing I am is I'm fit, and I've got a positive, going back to your question, my positive thoughts and my words are where they need to be that I have control over. And I think that people don't, I think a lot of people aren't aware that that energy irradiates throughout your body. You need to have, cause you're, you become what you think, right? You become your, yes. actions, your thoughts become actions and, and, you know, there's power to that. What, sure. what really, what, what did you learn going through? I mean, if, if this is all the sense of, you know, um, but what did you learn going through the process of dealing with cancer? What did you learn about yourself? Well, that that it's one of those things that you've got to pay attention to your body. And that's where I think those of us that live a healthy lifestyle, we are in tune with our bodies, being fit from being fit within, not just looking fit, is that if you're in tune with your body, you know something's wrong, you got to go get it checked out. So I caught this early on, really early, so early that I didn't have to have any radiation, uh, chemo, or any of that. It's it's done, it's over, and 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 I, I just, you know, okay, you got my attention, but I'm not going to let it rule me. I got, I took care of it, and I'm moving on. What it's taught me is that there are certain things that will happen in our lives that we don't have – I want to be careful with this because I want to say we don't have control over it, but I do believe we do have control over it. Does that make sense? Because it's one of those things where it's a – well, it's a mind thing. So somewhere along the line, I have come across where, you know, how did this – how did this develop? How did I get this? What what was the cause of it? Because I don't want that to happen again. But if I if I'm fueling that fire, then I'm fueling the fire. To me, it was all right. Let's clean this out. And my meditations are more of I just see it as as pure and clean and healthy. I don't want to see where what happened, where did it come from. I'm going to continue on trying to live a better life, a better thoughts, better words spoken. And that is another reason why people come to you, Pete, or to me, anybody that's in the leadership position where you're sharing this information and knowledge that we've learned because it is that energy or the experiences that we've gone through. So 
my, I think by having this extra weight on me right now, it's, it's helping me to understand even better when people are coming to me and they're going, look, I'm 40 pounds overweight or I'm a hundred pounds overweight. Just the little weight that I have on me is hard to carry around and it, it doesn't feel right. But if I beat myself up over it, it's not going to help me. I've got to think and feel and say all the right things that I know that I'm all about, that eventually this is going to change. This too will pass. Well, and I think a lot of people get caught up in the fact that if they get, if they have to deal with a health issue, they kind of let it rule their lives. They're like, oh, well, I have this. And it's like, it doesn't let me do this. And the message I was always giving people in the gym, whether they're clients or I see them in classes, is focus not on what you can't do, Focus but what, what you can do, yeah. And if you focus on what you can do, you might be fatigued. I've worked with one or two people with cancer where they might be fatigued, and I understand that. But yeah. if you can walk just for five minutes a day, do your you, best. Yeah. And, yeah. and build on it from there. And, and I, I don't know why, how, how you flip that switch on. It's tough to – if people can't make that decision themselves, you can't do it for them of where you get them to realize, hey, you know, you yes, this has happened. But you know what? You have two options. You can either run from it and let it kick your butt, or you turn around, face it, and you put one right. foot in front of the other and then just get through it. Right. I love that. Yeah. And so for me to go, I just started going back and teaching classes um, maybe about three or four months ago, and, and it was an adjustment because adjusting to this extra weight that I'm holding on to, as well as my ankle, you know, I have a, I really have to work hard on balancing. And then... Um, a couple of years prior to that, I used to play a lot of tennis, and I ripped my hamstring. I mean, ripped it. And if anybody's had a, a ripped muscle away from the bone, that that is a long process. And then you have, um, you know, you have all this, uh, uh, what's it called? collagen. Um, yeah. yeah, this. Yeah, the. And and so for me, when I'm teaching now, anything I do on that left leg, it will start locking up, or I'll get a Charlie horse in the middle of class. So I've had to learn to work with my body, and I can still teach the class. I can still get them going, but there's a lot that I can't do. But that doesn't mean that they can't do it, and it doesn't mean that I can't teach them how to do it and show them how to do it. You know, and it's funny, we were talking about this before, and for listeners, you know, uh, Tammy Lee teaches for a company in San Diego that I used to teach at another location at. And do you did you think you'd be teaching now? I mean, do you think is teaching something you're always going to do? Is it something that, you know, what, what, why, do, because I guess this question is for the listeners, it's like, why, why do we like teaching so much? What, what, what keeps you coming back or what, what keeps you working as a fitness instructor? You know, it's a really good question because when, uh, right before I had broke the ankle, I was kind of getting tired of teaching. And I had been teaching at, um, so you had mentioned you teach at Fit downtown. I teach at Fit in Solana Beach. And I had been there when it was prior to a, another name for 16 years. And, and then this happened and I didn't teach for a year. And I thought, what do I miss about that? What I miss about it is the people. I miss I miss my my students that would come. I miss the energy that we had that we created in there. I miss sharing the things that I've learned or 
um, in helping them get in shape. So I now went back to teaching. I only teach two classes a week, but I'm teaching a class that is a little bit more for the active aging and for myself, which that works on balance, core, and um, strength. And that's one of the things as we get older, it's not that we stop exercising, we still, I mean, as you know, we need to build our strength. We've got to build our muscles because we're losing it every decade. We are losing muscle. And so keeping that strong, but really it's helping with balance and coordination because as we get older, if you take a fall, boy, that can, that can set you up for a long time, as I know. And that no, and that's a you know, unfortunately that's a good reminder for people. But to get back to the teaching thing, just for listeners, because I, I joke about it, Tammy Lee, but it, it's it's not really a joke. I mean, I'm kind of ruined for any kind of regular career, right? So you stand in front of <laughs> yeah. a room and you tell people to jump and they jump, or if you're a personal trainer and people pay you to tell them what to do. It's kind of hard to go do a regular nine to five it, job after that. It's a, isn't it a kind of a, like being a rock star? Because people who right it get get up on stage and they're they're singing or entertaining, it's kind of like that too. They're getting people the energy and they're they're jamming out. It's the same with in a classroom situation, um, whether you're speaking or just teaching a class. It's you're getting people excited. You're getting the that energy going and you're helping them. And yeah, it is a little bit of an a, an addiction, but y- yeah. You're a rock well, star, I, Pete. What, what I tell people, what I, no, well, thank you, but what I tell people when they get in, look and get in, in, in this industry, and I've taught a couple classes in, in junior college and at, at Mesa College and at San Diego State, and what I tell people is, look, we have 24 hours in a day. If you're a trainer or you're an instructor and somebody shows up for your class, they're giving you one of their hours. Yes. That's a very limited resource. We yes. owe it to them to make that hour special. Whether yeah. that we put some thought into the class, we put some thought into the program, and to me, that person, that's what I get the biggest charge of. It's like, wow, these people are looking to me to make a difference in their day. And yeah. whatever is going on in my day, whatever I got going on, I got to kind of leave outside the gym. A guy I worked with years ago, he said, I have a shelf outside the gym. Whatever, whatever's bothering me during the day, I put on you that leave shelf it there. and come into yeah. the gym. And if I want to pick it up on my way home, I do. And I thought yeah. that was such a good metaphor, and, and I've, I've borrowed that from. I wish I could give him credit. I, I forget <laughs> the gentleman. I can picture having that conversation with him. It's been a little while, but it, that's such an important factor that we really we make that contribution. And I think you're right. It does become addictive. I mean, I, I honestly don't know yeah. how I'd go do this. Well, let me switch gears for a little bit because what I want to you know, you're known for making your videos. Imagine how long would it take you to plan, produce. You know, when you started making Buns of Steel, number one, what, what, how'd you come up with that title? And number two, talk a little bit about the production process of what it took to make a video back in the day. Well, here's the, here's the, the secret that a lot of people don't understand about Buns of Steel. So Buns of Steel was actually created by a guy named Greg Smithy. He put out a video called The Original Buns of Steel. And he used to own gyms up in Alaska. And one day he said, a member said to him, you've got buns of steel. And he thought, wow, what a great name. So he decided to videotape a workout using a lot of his instructors. And he kind of looked like a young Chuck Morris. And he had a headband on and he had leg warmers. And he's doing, you know, the some of the old style of the donkey kicks and leg lifts and all that. And and 
So he went to put out this video, and it's called Buns of Dylan, and he was on the front of it. And meanwhile, I guess he got in trouble from the IRS because he wasn't paying employee taxes. So he gives the video. He gives the video to a gentleman and says, "Hey, if you can get this out there, I'll give you a percentage of it." And he leaves and goes to Guam. So back in those days, this was in the in the mid '80s. It was catalogs. Remember, you could only get videos through catalogs. Yeah. So he took this to a company. It got into the catalog, and they noticed that it was doing pretty good sales in San Francisco. <laughs> so they they decided, okay, what if we repackaged it? What if we put a woman's body on it? So they, they got a, a, a bodybuilder woman, and they didn't show her head. They just showed the side of her body, showing more buns, and put that on there, and then it started really selling. And they're like, okay, now we're on to something. So that goes to show you how you package something, not just the name of it, but the packaging alone has a lot to do with how it's going to sell. So then they decided, well, okay, let's do, let's shoot another one, but let's use a woman because obviously they, Greg was out of the country and they wanted to use a woman anyway. And um, around that time, step was kind of coming out. So the, the guy that originally had was given the video decided, Oh, I'll use a local instructor she knows step. They did it. It didn't do so well. And they and so the company said, you know what, let's do one, but we, we want somebody that really kind of looks the part and knows fitness and no step. We just want it to be all about the buns. And so a friend of mine says, and, and this friend happened to be uh, you probably heard of Sprite products, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Steve Block was one of the original, you know, he's, that was his business. And he had hired, he had um, signed me on as a spokesperson because he was selling rubber bands and I was using rubber bands for my workouts. I had the, the rubber band workout book and as well as some of the videos. So he said, Hey, look, they, they're looking for this girl. You would be perfect for it. And so that's how I became Buns of Steel. I didn't come up with the brand. I helped create the brand, though, because after that, I was only supposed to do one, Pete, and then they kept coming back to me. And then, you know, the story is I have got 22 titles now. Um, and so that's kind of the story of Bunda Steel. Now, putting a video together back in those days, the production wasn't all that great, and I, I – I remember they wanted me to come up with this, and I think I put it together within, like, two weeks. Now, that is not the norm. When people come to me, I produce other people's videos now. When they come to me, I I do six weeks out. Six Mm -hmm. weeks out because I want to make sure that when you step on that stage, you are ready because you don't want to cost yourself any more money. You are ready. You are you know your your routine. You've got your cue cards up. It's timed out. We go in and boom. But with today's technology, you can even shoot a pretty decent video with your your iPhone, right? Yeah, no, it's exactly because I think that's been an amazing evolution because you, it was such a such a production cost and I've been on set. Yes. You have a two camera shoot, you have lights, you have sound. And yep. you're talking, you know, five figures easily 
to yeah. get a, you know, 60, you know, 40 to 60 minute video. And now yeah. you're seeing this. Did you wish, I mean, where I want to go with this, how would Instagram, how do you think Instagram would have helped fitness evolve, you know, 20, 30 years ago when we were doing the, the step and we were in the, the health club? Because my yeah. job in a health club was in a holiday spa in 1990. And it was, we had the neon, we had the, the <laughs> yeah. they had a bar in there. So, you know, Friday night, all the, it was kind of more of a pickup scene, you know, guys, you know, men and women would work out and then they'd hang out the bar for a couple hours, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that. I was only 17, 18 at the time. But how do you think social media would have helped fitness evolve? And how do you think it's impacted fitness? Well, I, I'm sure that it, it would have. There would have been a lot more fitness um, uh, fitness to choose from. So talking about the production part of it, yeah, some of my videos, I was signed with um, Warner Brothers. So, I mean, they would, they would spend up to 50 grand on a video production. Wow. Where today you can you could easily get one done for you know four to six thousand a really nice you know three cameras the jib the you know everything it's just beautiful, but with today's technology you can do things which is what I'm doing with design your fit plans is a lot of the videos that I'm uploading each month are going to be shot from my phone but they're going to be you know it's going to be quality but you can still see and get the the workout that you're wanting but I think. I'm glad that Instagram and Facebook and all that was not available when I was doing it because I think the difference was it was more organic. Or you could say that um, television infomercials were just kind of starting out. That was our Instagram and, and Facebook back then. But I got into people's homes and I, that's where technology does, isn't really getting into people's homes. We're getting on their devices, but there's still a lot of people that still have televisions, and that's how they get a lot of their, their information if you're an older generation. so well, uh, Sorry, did you, but I'm just, I pulled up as we've been speaking. I pulled up um, some of your, a couple of your things on Amazon, and you are still – I mean, your videos are still doing really well. I mean, are you – I mean, you're probably not surprised at the staying power, but is it something that, that did kind of catch you by surprise, just how popular your videos have remained over the years? Yes. I am still surprised because I'm thinking they're over 20-something years old, and people are still wanting them. And they'll send me an email and go, I, I, my VCR doesn't work anymore. I have this video. You were wearing this colored leotard with this shoe. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't remember. I mean, there's so many titles, but they want that one. So, like, they'll order a video, and they'll go, nope, this wasn't the one. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm sure this will work. <laughs> so, yes, I'm very surprised. And that's what led me to go, okay, look, I let's take this content. Let's edit it down. And and now you can go in, and if you want 10 minutes of, of that adds a still, and then you want – 15 minutes of this other video, it's there. It's all streaming. It can be streamed if you have a smart t television to your TV. It can be on your iPhone, be on your iPad, whatever it is. And and that is the beauty of the technology today. And what what's the name of that service? That, that... It's Design Your Foot Fit Plans, designyourfitplans.com, and it's going live April 14th. Uh, 2018. Yeah. So it's a subscription base and I'm giving a VIP price for the first 100 that sign up. 
And every month there will be new releases as well as I'm going to add, you know, recipes, nutrition, affirmations. We'll have private, um, you know, gatherings where we have certain discussions. And I really am looking for people who are committed and want to engage. Like I know this whole, when you go to look at some of these, these pages and they've got, you know, 2 million followers, what I've learned is, okay, so you have 2 million followers. How many are really engaging? How many? Yeah, and, and I think, don't you think that that's one of the most powerful things about group fitness, Tammy Lee, is the fact that you're creating a community? Because yes. how many you seen over the years that, that you, you say you taught at that location for a number of years? Yeah. People have parties together. They get together to celebrate birthdays. They celebrate milestones. They, yes. They try to prop if something goes wrong. So are you going to be trying to recreate the group fitness community yes. through, your, through that platform? I want a community. The people that are the diehard Buns of Steel, um, I call them my workout buddies, is they, they, they still write me. They, they want to be a part of a group. And I want, I, I take my time and I will answer as many questions as I can. I am not one of those hire somebody to, to answer people who take the time to write me. I won't do that. I, I love I love listening to people. I love hearing what they have to say. And so I want people that are committed to their health, healthy lifestyle, and that want to be a part of a community and that have access to me. Yeah, it's not because people write and go, are, are, is this really you? Are you really <laughs> writing me back? <laughs> yeah, no, like, that yep. surprises people, right? I mean, I, I get the same thing sometimes. Like, yeah, just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here responding to it. And mm-hmm. isn't that so important? I mean, what's the most important thing for you as you've aged in terms of exercise? Have you noticed that you've ever gotten away from it? Obviously, if you've been dealing with an ankle and, and some health issues over the years, did you notice a difference when you weren't being active in oh, yeah. being active during the aging process? You know, it's how you feel. So when you are doing something good for your body, for your soul, for your mind, you just, you have more energy, you have more patience, you have more of everything, you feel good. And when you don't have that, I I think the hardest thing for me, especially when I broke the ankle, is uh, immediately they got me on morphine. Mm. And I'm not, I don't like drugs, I'm not a, a good druggy person, and 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 so I had to take these pain pills, and I, it made me sick. And I had to get off them right away. So right after my surgery, I mean, within like a day, I'm like, I can't do this. I, I, I can't take this stuff. And the sooner I could get this out of my body, the better I felt. And the sooner I could get my body moving again, it wasn't about I got to get back to the old me and, and working out because I've got to keep a flat stomach and thin thighs. It wasn't about that. It's about how I feel in my body, both body, mind, and spirit. They all come together. So when I'm not working out, I'm not as as balanced, let's say. It's a, it's a, it's a feeling that you have. You know how great you feel after you, 
you get done working out. Like my morning routine is I take my dog, one of my dogs down to the beach and I ground myself in the sand. I believe in grounding myself Mm. and I get in the sand and I get in the, put my feet in the ocean and it's cool. And I just, I want that morning sun on me and grounding myself. And, and our walk is my gratitude walk. I start off with what do I have to be grateful for in my life? And I think a lot of people forget to do that. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, I set my intentions. You were my intention today. I wanted this. I, I saw it as I wanted it to be. Um, maybe, maybe Skype, I didn't work a little enough, my intentions there. Sorry, Pete, but, but, but setting my intentions for the day and then my gratitude for what I do have in my life, what I, I, I have right now, not where I'm going or what I'm, it's what I'm doing in the moment, what I'm grateful for. And then, yeah, I have goals. I have things that I want to do, but I think sometimes we forget to live in the moment to be grateful that, wow, I have two legs that can, that can walk me on the beach. I have sight that I can see the beautiful sunsets every night, which is one of my things. I love sunsets and sunrises. So it's about how you feel. And when people start working out and, and engaging into their investing in their own health, they will get that. They feel better and better and they want more of things that make you feel better. Well, and that's my, that's my whole argument for exercise, especially once people get over the age of 35 or 40, it's like, look, you gotta, you gotta leave this whole idea of this beach body or the six pack kind of leave, put it yeah. aside and focus on the way it makes you feel. And you can use exercise to control the aging process. That really is yeah. what I think a lot of people don't realize is like, yes, aging is going to happen, and I got friends, one of the things that, that I love seeing, and I just responded to one of my buddies a week or two ago, I got friends who are in their late 40s that still have skateboard ramps in their backyards. And then now, you know, because <laughs> these are guys that used to, you know, we used to steal wood when we were 15, yeah. 15 years old. We used to steal wood from construction sites and make skateboard ramps. And so now these guys have these gnarly skateboard ramps in their backyard, and they're in their late 40s, and they're skating with their kids. And it, I love seeing that because yeah. that, to me, is what exercise allows you to do. That's why, in my opinion, yes. exercise is, is freedom. It really is. It gives you the freedom to really just uh, appreciate. Now, quick question. What is grounding? Because you mentioned that, and I, I kind of have an understanding of what that is, but I think that's something I want to touch mm. on for a second. What is grounding, and why is that so important? Okay, so remember I said that – being healthy and fit and this whole industry of ours with exercise and nutrition is way more than that. It It is like we talked about what we're thinking, what we're, what we're saying, and it's our environment and what I, nature itself is our medicine. Food is medicine, real food. I'm not talking the processed food. I'm talking real food. And grounding is when you actually put your feet into the earth. No matter if it's in the dirt, if it's in sand, it's in the grass, it's getting your body connected to Mother Earth. And there is an energy that is so cleansing and powerful that way. Same with the sun. Let's take a look at the sun. You heard me say earlier how I love getting 
out and getting my morning sun. Well, the morning sun doesn't have those high raises that are so bad for our skin. Well, nowadays people are, you know, cover up, don't, you know, wear your sunscreen and, and get your sunglasses on. And the sun is our vitamin D. It heals us. We need that. But sometimes we do overkill on everything. And it's the same with the moon. It's, it's the light. I, I, I don't even want to bring up this rabbit hole, but, but just check out today's technology, good or bad. Here's the, the, I don't want to say the bad side of it, but here's something to look at. Technology is, is energy too, right? It's, it's this stuff that is, it's almost like, it's like having a machine in your hand, correct? And we have technology. We, some of us carry our phone in our pocket. We, we have our laptops. We have our computers. We have all of this technology around us. And in order to use that technology, a lot of it, you've got to be indoors, right? Mm-hmm. It's the lighting. The light that, that is being used there is called blue light. It's on our TVs, too. And the light in our house is, is this LED light. And so light, if you can't get out and get natural light and get yourself grounded and you're surrounded by all of this, I want to say faux or fake, it eventually is going to get you off keel. You're not going to be balanced. So I recommend people getting out and getting grounded every single day. Somehow get grounded. Get away from your technology. Step away from it. It's going to be fine. I, ne- I hardly ever, ever take my phone with me when I go take my dogs on the walk because it's my time. It's my time to get grounded. It's my time to give gratitude. It's my time to be in nature. I can't imagine not having nature around me or being out in it. Well, and I think, you know, that's exactly where I thought you'd go with grounding because I think that's such an important thing. And for those of us that study the body and study movement, I think we're very open to this idea. And we have to remember that for eons, for eons, the human being was directly connected to the earth. It's only been yeah. the last hundred, maybe 130 years or so from, you know, industrialization in the late 19th century onward, where we've actually been disconnected from the earth because I'll do that. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned that I've been recovering from an ankle sprain because I'll sometimes go running, you know, I'll go sprinting and, and working out in my bare feet. And I rolled my ankle pretty bad last year. I just hit a sprinkler divot, and you know, oh. that, that, yeah. I mean, just that, you know that. And I wasn't wearing, you know, but I think it feels good when I'm doing that. It feels good, you know, when I'm running, and training, and bare feet in the grass. You feel connected, and and one of the yes. things I do when I go mountain biking is I'll sit at the top of the hill for a few minutes and just you know look over the ocean. I go mountain Take biking it in. in Carlsbad and just absorb. There's yeah. energy from the earth. There's an energy from. That's one of the things I love about being in San Diego is we have yeah. the mountains to the east, we have the ocean to the west, and there's this, this energy in us. You know, people listening to us have this discussion, team, and they're like, oh, you Southern Californians are, gonna be, are so metaphysical, or you're, you're kind of wacky yeah. out there. But, yeah. but in reality, there is something to that. I mean, if you you have to experience it, like, you know, going into the desert yes. and feeling, you can feel, you know, if you're tuned in with how your body feels, you, you can pick up on that. And to me, that really is what, you know, kind of exercise and movement is all about because it cherishes, you know, it takes care of your body. You know, movement, yes. you know, is medicine. You know, movement, if you can move, then it helps you feel better. 
Well, Tammy Lee, I really, this has been a fascinating conversation. I, I, I mean that on, on so many levels, and I definitely want to have an ongoing conversation with you. Maybe maybe we got to get together at some point and do a little workout. I'd love to see yeah, you know, with your ankle and, and, <laughs> and whatever. Do a little, you know, do a little catch up. I've done that a couple of times. Is done a little workout and then just have a little interview after that and, and go with it. So be just just from a movement geek, it'd be interesting to see what you're doing with your ankle and your hamstring and see what how the two are connected. But again, talk a little bit about your service and how people can follow you and and your website and, and if people want to get more Tammy Lee, uh, how they can do that. Yeah, well, thanks for giving me this opportunity too, Pete. It's, um, I have a, my website is TammyLeeWeb.com, um, or my new one that I'm going to be, um, releasing, launching on Saturday, the 14th, April 14th is DesignYourFitPlans.com. And that's all about streaming my videos. It's kind of like you can pick and choose. You just pick the, the length that you want to work out, the body part you want to work out, and the video clip. It's as simple as that. And um, if you're local and you're in California and want to come and take a class from me, I'm at Fit in Solana Beach on Tuesday and Thursdays and uh, subbing here and there. So I love meeting new people in class. Um, and I'm always available. If you write to me, I will get back to you. Even if it takes me a little time, I do get back to you. So thank you, Pete, for what you do and your service and, and knowledge and sharing and and uh, inviting me on your show. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Last question. What kind of dogs do you have? <laughs> so I have a little Shih Tzu. She's a one-eyed, three-legged rescue Shih Tzu named Isabella Cinderella. And then I have a little Boston Terrier boy who's named Bruno Mars, and I have a rescue kitty named Kitty Gaga. Oh no! <laughs> I love those <laughs> names. I love I love the Boston Terrier. Well, no, I just, I'm a I'm a dog for I'm, I love I love those type of pets, and and oh. uh, no, it's always interesting to find out. I love Boston Terriers. They're such a cool, oh, they're funny cool little dog. A lot yeah. of a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of energy here. A lot of a lot of spunk. Well, Tammy Lee, yeah. thank you so much for your time, and, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome, Pete. Have a great day. All right, cool. That's going to be the end of the recording. But uh, seriously, no, this is a fun conversation, and I do want to continue it, and, and I mean it. I'll, I'll send you an email sure. about connecting at some point because um, it would be fun to just to, to follow up. And like I said, to see you move. I've done a lot of uh, movement analysis and, and to see if there's – Oh, you know, I'd lo- I would love you to evaluate me. I mean, it's it's there's times it'll lock up, and I can really feel it. But for the majority, it's doing pretty good. The hamstring, I would say, is more of a problem than the ankle what because it has all that the scar tissue. I was playing tennis. Mm, okay, so you did like a quick change of direction? Um, I – I, I remember I hit the fence. I was running after a ball. I hit the fence, and I could feel my the knee tweak a little bit, but I kind of walked it off. And then within, like, five minutes, I went just, like, pushing off to try and run for another ball. And all of a sudden, I saw my lower leg above my head, and my knee was down. Ooh. That was scary. And I went, oh, my God. And then I fell to the left. And and it just it ripped completely. And I, oh. I haven't been back playing tennis in league since then. That was probably four or five years ago. Oh, that sounds like a bad. Do you do much? Do you do any like fascial work, like uh, rolling or anything like that? Formal? I I did I did and I do. Um, 
but I got on the Sarah laser and a friend of mine has one of those machines. And I got to tell you, she got me, I couldn't walk. My leg was so swollen. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't walk. And within five days that helped me tremendously. And I stayed on it for like three months and I go, I go back to it every once in a while. I'll go back to it and it helps. It definitely does help. But uh, yeah, the fascia helps, but no matter what I do, I notice that every time I go in to teach a class or do any exercise on my own, if I do something, even getting in my car sometimes, it'll lock up, and it's the scar tissue. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, the thing is it just has to repattern. I mean, it, you can repattern mm-hmm. it. You just have to, have to move it the right way. But, no, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely send an email. It would be cool to meet up. Okay. Do, do a little workout and just kind of like. I would love it. And, uh, yeah, okay. No, I really appreciate this, Sammy Lee. And, and um, let me. Go ahead. Yeah, let me know when um, when when this goes up, and I will post it on my my sites. Okay. Okay, because what I'm going to do actually is is I'm going to run your interview, kind of run a um, multi generational, so to speak. I'm interviewing a woman tomorrow by the name of Hannah Eden, who's done a lot. She's definitely a, kind of a, the the up and coming generation. And so what I want to be able to do is kind of juxtapose, like you know, you're really you know you're one of the, the um, I don't want to say pioneer. You're one of just the people who really has made fitness what it is. And it benefits people like this young woman who now have kind of a career model to work up to. And that'd be something to talk about on a future podcast is kind of like, how can people evolve their fitness career and, and do kind of, and, and make this a life, make this a whole um, right. lifetime career. Cause I think you're the one of the ones who really has created that. And it has created the opportunity for, these up and coming, like for the 20 somethings to kind of say, they, and they may not realize it, that if it weren't for your videos and if it weren't for other people that were doing that, that there wouldn't be as much opportunity as there is now to be able to get out and, and do what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure I'd give myself so much credit. I think it's just, it keeps evolving. I mean, I, my role models were like Kathy Smith. I remember calling her and saying, hey, I want to do a video. How do I do this? And she was very helpful. I mean, and and that's how I see younger people is like, if they want my help, I'm all for it. I want people to succeed. I, I love that that they're they're continuing on what we're doing. First of all, a quick note about the production quality there. <laughs> kind of felt like we we're shooting an old videotape by recording that. One, we had a couple issues with Skype. We originally planned, uh, even though we live in the same general area, Tammy Lee and I, I just decided sometimes recording via Skype is easier because you get a, a cleaner quality. But she was having a few issues. So I used a I used an app on my phone that records conversations. It's never as clear as Skype. It's, I, I use that app just as a last resort so I can have the conversation. And I appreciate your bearing with me on that sound quality. Secondly, I kind of started us in mid-conversation. I gave the introduction, and when I speak with a guest, you know, sometimes we talk, kind of prep, talk about show notes, we're getting to know each other a little bit, just introductions and stuff, and that was what was happening with Tammy Lee. I had the recorder running, and I just, it was such a fun conversation. You were kind of talking about different things, and I just wanted to include that. So we, you kind of heard us pick up, you, you picked this up, and just to start in kind of the middle of our conversation, it is really, it was a lot of fun to speak with her. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years, and one of the things I'm doing with this show is I'm having on a lot of friends, a lot of colleagues, a lot of people who were mentors to me and people I looked up to. It is really great to hear that somebody like Tammy Lee has the same. You know, she mentioned Kathy Smith. 
that might be a potential guest for the future as well. And it's also what's really cool and really refreshing is to see just how open she is. And, and the cool thing about fitness, folks, the cool thing about our business is for the most part, those of us that make a living in this, those of us that that are in this, we're in it for for because we love helping people and we'll always reach out and give a hand or we'll always reach out and answer questions. And some of you listeners have reached out to me asking questions and I appreciate that. I enjoy that. It's a lot of fun to be able to give you a little bit of advice or be able to help you out. I mean, I'm very lucky that this stuff comes naturally to me. You know, I enjoy activity. I enjoy learning about exercise. And when I learn it, I enjoy sharing that information. And that's what I'm trying to do with you. And I think it's what's was really interesting when I came up with the idea to to talk with Tammy Lee to interview her. I really want to kind of get an idea of what it was like to do a fitness video back in the day, because we all know with social media and with phones, with iPads and all that stuff, we basically you, you, in your pocket right now or in your bag right now, you have a whole production studio. In Tammy Lee's generation, it was like a twenty five thirty thousand dollar photo shoot, two camera shoot, boom mic, you know, crew everything in order to shoot like a 45 to 60 minute videotape. You know, you look at 20, you know, 15 to 20 grand for production quality. Nowadays you can do videos anywhere and the production quality is relatively good at a very, very affordable price. That's one of the things we have such a proliferation of so-called fitness experts on various platforms like YouTube and Instagram. So I wanted to give people what I wanted to do by having that conversation was one was you know, give a little bit of credit to one of the people that really got us to where we are today. And I mean that, Tammy Lee. You really helped us, if you're listening, you really helped us kind of get to where we are so we're comfortable exercising off a of video. That's still a very important modality. You know, keep in mind, she does have her program out. She does have a streaming service now. I am going to have a link to that down in the show notes. So if you were a Tammy Lee Webb, you know, fan back in the day, you can still follow along and sweat with her. Movement is movement. Movement does not change. You know, styles might change. Leotards might change. <laughs> and, you know, for some of you younger folks, it might not be a bad idea just to watch a couple of her videos and just to hoot and holler. And yes, um, <laughs> indeed, people actually wore some clothes like that to the gym. And I have to admit that uh, when I was a senior in high school and early in college in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, I did wear Zumba pants and tank tops and cut off sweatshirts and looked, uh, I guess, a proper description of what I looked like was a total tool. I don't know if douchebag or tool would be the appropriate one, but whatever, whatever phrase, I certainly fit it. Um, <laughs> looking back on that now, hey, uh, but to back to the to the, the video thing. I mean, video is a very effective way to learn to exercise. It really is. My only, and that's not a concern, but the only limitation is that after you do the workout a certain number of times, your body's going to adapt to it. So you need to mix and match and do other things. But for many people, you know, being able to pop in a video or being able to download a video to get a workout. It's going to be the best, most effective way they can do that. And I really, if you're in that, and you know, for those of you that that you know do workouts from your iPad, you know, I've had Lisa Wheeler on from Daily Burn, and I wanted to be able to introduce you to one of the stars of our sport. Not I said sport, you know, one of the stars of our industry who really made it possible for everybody to do what we're doing today. Hopefully, you enjoyed that content. Hopefully, you enjoyed that interview. Whether you're a Tammy Lee Web fan to begin with, or whether you kind of learned something new. And maybe you have a new person to check out and follow. I really want to say thank you for stopping by All About Fitness. I'm really having fun doing this. The only thing I ask is that you take a moment to give me a review. If you're enjoying the show, just take a moment, whatever platform you listen on, and give it a review so others know that it's worth listening to. You know, In the future, I'm actually looking at a few things. I'm going to discuss this uh, one or two times in the next couple uh, recordings going forward. But I'm looking at a couple different ways 
to um, obviously monetize this. And I'm under no, I'm under no misperception or no misconception that I'm gonna make a lot of money doing the podcast. I don't do it for the money. I do it because I enjoy sharing the information. And I'm trying to play around with whether I just ask people to donate five bucks a month. Your choice. And I would not make it any more expensive than a, than a fitness magazine. I try to put out one episode a week. Sometimes I do great. Sometimes my schedule gets in the way. I really am trying to put the content out there. So I might set up a Patreon account just to, um, you don't have to pay, but it, you know, I'll let you know if I do that in the future. The other thing I'm looking at is how could I do like a pay thing and have a club where people join and maybe I put out workouts, you know, workout of the week or workout of the month or put out special content like articles, video interviews and other stuff. So I'm kind of playing around with a couple different ideas. It just all obviously depends on bandwidth and it depends on budget. You know, I'm not expecting to make a lot of money doing this. I'm just expecting, I just want to break even, you know, paying for the equipment. I've bought a couple new mics lately. I bought a new recorder. I'm still figuring out how to use it, but I'm trying to upgrade some of my equipment so I can give you better quality sound and you get a better quality experience. And I just, as much as I enjoy this, I am going to need to look at a way to how can I, I get a return on investment. So keep in mind, I'm, I'm, I don't want to just have a ton of, ton of ads. I don't want to have a ton of sponsors on there. I've been talking to one or two fitness product companies about having them one or two additional ones besides uh, Vicor, the one I have. So I'm looking at a couple of fitness product companies. Understand that I would never, I would never have a product on the show or have a, have a sponsor who I didn't believe in and I didn't stand behind 100%. I am not doing this just to sell ad space. I am doing this to help you understand how to use fitness to improve your quality of life. So as I look at a couple of different uh, options for this, it might just be asking for donations, which, you know, give, you don't give, I really don't care. I just need to cover the cost of the hosting service and need to cover some of the uh, operating costs of doing this. Not a big deal. Uh, the other thing I'm looking at is a paywall, but if I do a paywall, then I'm kind of obligated to give you guys unique content and I just need to look at what my bandwidth is. So I just want to give you a little idea, a little peek behind the curtain account of what we're working on here. Um, right now, it's I'm recording this. It's uh, early May, and I'm in the middle of a gnarly travel schedule. I've been uh, both coasts uh, last couple weeks. I'm heading to Europe again to speak at an event in a couple days. So I'm really trying to put these together and try to get these out in a timely manner. My goal is to get out one uh, episode a week. I have the, I've been recording the episodes. It just is a matter of getting it scheduled and simply having the time to get it done. Kind of went on a little diatribe there, but I just want to you know want to let the listeners know is I really. The notes I've been getting, some of the comments and feedback I've been getting is overwhelming, and I appreciate it, and I thank you. Please tell your friends about All About Fitness. Um, you know, I've, I got my first review from Re Refinery29, which blew me away. I was really stoked with that. If you're a reporter, if you give me a shout-out in, in whatever publication, you know, anything just to help promote good information out there. I got a couple really cool guests coming up. I'm going to be doing a couple things um, for Mother's Day. I try not to date these too much. I want to keep them evergreen. But these are really solid interviews with excellent fitness professionals who also just happen to be moms. So we're going to talk about how you can make time for uh, exercise and family and all that fun stuff. My name is Pete McCall. Thanks for having you join me for All About Fitness. You can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Pete McCall underscore fitness. My Twitter handle is PeteMC underscore fitness. Thanks for stopping by. I look forward to having you join me in a future episode.